Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Hello, Decode Your Burnout fans, and welcome to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. Today, I am joined by Jenny Blumenthal. After spending 20 years in corporate America, helping Fortune 500 companies manage multi-million dollar growth strategies, Jenny Blumenthal left her partnership in a global consulting firm to launch her own company. In addition to her role as CEO, she also serves as a professional speaker, an adjunct professor in strategy, a board member, and the author of Corporate Rehab, Ditch the Hustle Culture and Thrive Again. Her coaching and speaking business focuses on female executives looking to reach the next level of leadership without losing themselves in the process and on companies interested in building human-centered cultures. She lives in Washington, D.C. with her husband, two kids, and Labrador puppy, and is trying to enjoy this chance to rewrite the next chapter of her career and life by running 10 milers, learning poetry, and playing ice hockey. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Dr. Grossman. Happy to be here. So I'm very excited to uh, learn about your book and everything that's wrapped up in that. But let's first talk about your experience with burnout. Sure. So mine really started um, right before the pandemic. Um, I think back in 2019, we didn't necessarily have the language of burnout is so common in headlines and, and really practitioners and experts as yourself would have understood it. But most of us really didn't understand what the contributing factors were and, and really whether we were actually in burnout. And so I was At the pinnacle of my corporate career, I was leading a $300 million practice, managing 200 people, um, leading these large growth strategies for my clients, which were all over the world. And that really got me um, having to jump on planes three times a week. Um, I've got two young kids, as you mentioned. So they were in elementary school at the time. My husband has his own career. And so we were just trying to do it all. And it was really to a point where we were hustling constantly. If if it wasn't the 60 hour work week, then it would pivot into the weekend. We were hustling on soccer sidelines or trying to have a full active social life. And really what it took for me was having the pandemic was a moment for me to just get quiet and say, is this really what I want? And is, am I hustling so hard for a life that I've chosen? Or am I on this ladder to go to the next step? And am I staying in these patterns um, towards something that isn't really what I had wanted? And so, you know, it, it started to take its toll on my relationships. 
um, with my husband, with my kids, but definitely with myself as well, um, where I was constantly not in touch with what my body's signals were, um, whether there was, you know, stress manifesting itself, which is part of partly maybe where the run running came from, because that's a good stress relief. Um, but I was just constantly either getting up for at 530 in the morning for a yoga class or running, you know, or to hop on a plane. And it was just go, go, go all the time. And so the pandemic was a chance for me to stop and say, I don't think this is what I'm actually put on this earth to do. And I think I'm trying to be happy and I'm not really happy. Um, and so I left and then started to decode my own burnout and figure out what exactly had happened that got me to this place that I didn't even expect to be in. And I thought I was happy and I was achieving. But at the end of the day, I think I was really chasing success instead of fulfillment. Oh, that is so good. I love that because I'm sure... So many people listening to this right now could totally relate to that. There are so many people who are hustling out there exactly for that reason, because they are chasing success and they equate success with happiness. Right. So one of the things we talk about in terms of contributing factors here is a burnout profile or personality, and you absolutely fit with the doer, the person who's in that go, go, go constantly doing stuff. And it sounds like, you know, 60 hour weeks and like all this stuff on the weekends and then traveling so much and just taking on a ton of responsibility. But there's also, there's also what we call our uh, programming. So there's some beliefs that lead people like you to take on as much as you did. And what would you say are some of the underlying beliefs that led you to do as much as you did at that time? Yes. Um, this is, this could, I could talk for a week on this one. Um, I think that the quick answer is really the performance culture that underlies this hustle culture that we have. So when your worth is really attached to anything that you do in the physical world and not necessarily who you are. Um, I think sometimes that really leads us astray. And for me, I can speak personally to that, that um, I, I think I realized as a young child that when you, you know, scored the soccer goal or you got an A, then everybody was excited about that. And that was an easy thing to really, you know, focus on versus when I was dreaming or creating art or those types of things, that was interesting, but it wasn't a performance. There was nothing to achieve out of it. And so this comes from a very real place. My grandmother grew up in the depression, survived an awful lot. Um, she passed without that, those, you know, traits of hardworking onto us and through my dad. And so there was a lot of focus on if you just achieve and you actually provide enough then you can keep your family safe. You can avoid hunger. You can avoid, you know, uh, joblessness. You can make sure that your kids go to great colleges. All of these things that are very real that you need some hustle for. Everybody does. I think the challenge becomes when you get stuck in that gear and your performance is the only way that you see your own value, as opposed to being able to see what are all of the gifts that you have to offer. And if there's no productivity attached to it and there's no achievement attached to it, is it still valuable? And so I think those are those are really 
some of my earliest beliefs um, that were very difficult to try to understand that there's nothing wrong with performance. It's when it takes on more of your identity or it becomes more of your actual self-worth than you ever intended to is I think where it gets a little bit challenging. And I think fast forward, this actually gets reflected in a lot of our workplaces. You know, we say we want we're going to reward the whole person or we're going to have a balanced scorecard. And then what do we goal people on? Revenue or production. And it's great that you're the person who's doing the DEI work or that you are the person that everybody wants to work with. You get you know a pat on the back for that, but you get your bonus based on what you produce. We're very still focused on this industrial revolution era productivity measure to the way we value things as opposed to really actually putting our money where our mouth is and saying we're actually going to goal people on this on a bit more of a balance of purpose and profit. So I'd really love to see us start to change that um, and give people 